Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys. Man, I always, always love the meditative feelings uh, that that come uh, during 
the segment before me, it's, it's always uh, putting me in a calm headspace. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm just super grateful. Uh, everyone should click that link up above. I'm actually going to click the link that's up there right now. Um, man, this is a pretty cool. Uh, you got some really good photos. It's really good stuff. Um, so yeah, guys, check that out. Um, welcome to breakfast with champions. This is the millionaires breakfast club. This is where you get an opportunity to have a seat at the table with movers and pushers all the down your face first, all across the United States. Seems like someone's unmuted. And today we're going to be talking about eliminating distractions. Um, there's this very interesting, uh, there's this very interesting belief that I have and I had a call with someone who was looking to, you know, get into philanthropy um, and like give away millions and millions of dollars to philanthropy. And, um, you know, and we came to this realization that the way you give a lot of money away uh, to a charity is by making a lot of money, right? Um, and, and being, unless you want to be a full-time philanthropist and actually like raise the money and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if you want to help a lot of people, you know, make a lot of money and then give that money to other people. And that's where the conversation went. And oftentimes, you know, I related this conversation that I had with this person to like a lot of our dreams and desires in life, which is, you know, we have these big dreams and aspirations that we want to accomplish in our life, but we also have our day-to-day -day responsibilities, right? We have these big dreams and goals and we have these, these visions for the things we want to accomplish, but then we have our day-to-day -day responsibilities, right? So it's this constant pull. It's like, well, I want to do these really big things, but I still have to do the things that make me money. And what's really fascinating is that what if the path to you getting to your vision faster, your true vision, the true desires and dreams you have in your life, what if the path to getting to that was to focus more on the here and now, the things that are actually making you money in the here and now, right? It's an interesting viewpoint, and I'm not asking for everyone to agree to it, but it's an interesting viewpoint because having a noble motive, having a noble motive, meaning you have a big dream goal for something you want to accomplish in your life, that does not mean that your motive is going to make you the money that you need to invest in that vision. Can I get an unmute and a yes if everyone's still following me? Amen. Yes. yes. Okay. So I'm bringing this up because I think right now we have an epidemic of lack of focus. Lack of focus. And, you know, what's interesting is I give all this, you know, I've been doing this, this show now for quite some time. 
And I've talked a lot about these ways to supercharge your life and get your habits in check and, you know, build a great business. But I never really talked about this topic of focus, the importance of tuning out all the noise, choosing one thing. How many things did I just say? Did I say two, three, four? Did I say one? One, 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 one. one. Okay. Choosing one thing, one thing that you are going to become absolutely the best at. Competence breeds confidence. The better you get at something, right, the more confident you're going to feel. I remember this from my first sales job, right? I did not like doing individual sales. I hated it. I was really good at it. I hated doing individual sales. But it's all I did for the first two years when I got into business. It's it. That's it. I didn't think about anything else. I didn't do anything else. All I did was master sales. That's it. I didn't have to enjoy it that much, but I had to fall in love with mastery. I had to fall in love with that one thing. And in my first job ever as 24 years old, I made $265,000 in my first job. That was a complete byproduct of focus. And that, that got me a $90,000 bonus check at that sales job. And that was the money that I had to create my business, which now is doing $15 million a year with projections of over 20 this year. So had I not focused for that small two-year period of time and gotten that $90,000 bonus check, I wouldn't have had the resources to plan out my greater business vision. right? But oftentimes we muddy our big new visions for the future and these big things we want to do. We muddy that. We muddy that with the here and now. And we kind of are somewhat committed to our vision. And we're kind of somewhat committed to the here and now. And we're kind of somewhat committed to, I'm actually going to ask everyone for certain time periods of your week, certain time periods of your month, certain time periods of your year, dude, block out the vision. You don't need vision for every single moment. You don't need a big picture vision because sometimes that distracts you. You need to master the moment. This is what Larissa talks about every week, right? I mean, she teaches it through her actions when she gets us in a meditative mode, right? But that's beside the point. The point that I'm trying to make here is that the here and now, the here and now has to be mastered before we move on to something greater, something bigger. Okay. So how do you do that? Well, the first thing is to take all of the shoulds out of your head. If you have too many shoulds in your life, you will should all over yourself. 
I like how you just laughed at yourself on that one right there. That was awesome. <laughs> I mean, Glenn, why, why don't you talk about this real quick? If you're in front of your phone, like just, just so that they, it doesn't have to come from me, the importance of mastering the here and now. I, I know we all have big visions in the Breakfast of Champions crew, but talk about like just really quickly the importance of focusing on mastering something right now and putting that vision maybe aside for a little bit so you can get the financial resources to invest in it. Yeah, you know you know what, Bill? And I've had I've had seasons of my life where I've been able to do just that. And then there's been seasons of my life where I've lost sight of that a little bit and have gotten distracted trying to do too many things, right? And in my experience, what I've seen looking back, because we can always connect the dots looking back, uh, what I've seen is that when I am laser focused on developing one habit, one discipline, uh, adding one tool to the tool bag, one mission, one vision, you know, all of those things, what ends up happening is I see growth it like multiplies instead of incremental it it multiplies you know what i mean it's a, it's a multiple versus incremental and then the seasons of my life where i find myself a little bit distracted trying to do too many things at the same time i will see either things are flat or they grow but it's like incremental like it's slow growth versus massive multiple you know what i'm saying and so i'm appreciating you this morning as a reminder because uh, we really have been trying to uh, slow down just a little bit on all the possibilities the world is moving so fast right now i mean humanity is just evolving at such a rapid rate and so there's opportunities everywhere and it's very easy to say, well, let's go that way. Wait, we can go this way. Hold on, let's go this way. Can we go this way and this way and this way? Right. And, and, and I see it, I see it in the business, um, right now. And so the last few weeks I've really been, that's been the conversation I've been having with my team is like, let's expand this one thing. Let's play chess, not checkers. Yes, there are five to seven moves we're going to make in time, but let's not make five to seven moves at the same time. And so I appreciate your reminder of that this morning because it's it's definitely something that me and my team are focused on right now because we would like to see growth by multiples, not incremental. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a good point, Glenn. Um, I think I think it's there's a book um that I, I think Eben Pagan wrote and it's called I think it's called Opportunity. And it basically talks about that in today's I have goosebumps saying this right now because like you literally just hit on what I think is some some I mean some people would argue the greatest gift, the greatest gift of the information age is also the greatest curse. The greatest gift of the information age is we have Instagram, we have Facebook, we have Google, we have access to all of these what ifs at our fingertips, all of these potential pads, all these opportunities. The internet has made it so that people can open up a laptop, 
And I, I know this because I did this. That's how I started my business. I opened up a laptop. That's, you know, and a lot of people on this stage and listening right now, you can do the same thing. And you have done quite a few of you have done it to multiple seven figures, right? Open up a laptop and you start selling something either on the internet or in person and deliver on it through some part of the laptop. <laughs> but that, that is one of the greatest gifts of the information age, but it's also one of the greatest curses because that what if bug, Oh, what if, well, I could get into this business or I could do this, or I could also add this little income stream and I could do, no, it stops today. So, so what, what I want to talk about is how do you fight off that? What if bug that, that, that thing that takes you away from the moment, the right here and the right now. I don't need anyone here to make a complete 180, 360 degree turn in your life. That is almost never the answer. Okay. Emmett Smith, who I interviewed a few weeks ago, right? He didn't. Okay. When he was in high school, he was, he wanted to be quarterback, right? So he played quarterback and then he played quarterback a little bit here and there in college, right? And then eventually, like in his first year, the coach is like, dude, I know, trust me, you are a running back. Just listen to me. You're a running back. And Emmett Smith goes, oh, man, come on, I really, right? I really want to be quarterback. So he made the biggest shift in his life. And he said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go from quarterback. I'll, I'm going to become the best running back ever. And he did in rushing yards. He's now, he's past Walter Payton. So he's number one in rushing yards in the NFL. Now notice, was that an 180 degree shift? Like, okay, I'm not going to do football. I'm going to be an astronaut. Yes or no? Nope. No. Why is, why is come everybody on, so, Glenn the only one away? Why is everybody so quiet this morning? Yeah, come on. Yes or no? We're with you. No. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a 180 degree shift. It was a very, very slight course correction, but it was decisive and it didn't change, but he still was in the NFL. He still was professional, right? So the point I'm saying is get all these fantasies out of your head about all the things you could be doing that are complete 180 degree shifts. Okay. Let's cancel those out of our head. Okay. Let's just push them aside for a second, just for a second. Right. Okay. Now let's stick within our circle of competency. Interesting. So Warren Buffett, he talks about his one of his number one investing principles is to stick within your circle of competency. The reason he will not invest in Microsoft, even though he gave Bill Gates billions and billions of dollars to invest in the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, is because he didn't understand Microsoft. He doesn't understand technology companies. That's like Warren Buffett's number one investing rule. Okay, circle of competency investing. 
only invest in things you understand, right? Well, that same principle applies in our lives, right? The most successful people on planet Earth, they find success in something and they double down on that success and they make very small pivots. They steer the ship by, by they don't steer the ship. You don't steer a cruise ship by turning the, the, the thing 90 degrees to the side, and, right? No, you, you course correct it really, really gently, right? And you push right it this way. You course correct it this way, da, 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 right? It's not this steer the entire cruise ship another direction. So part of the reason we are not as committed to our current reality as we could be is we haven't come to mental terms with Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Why we are doing the things we are currently doing and all the life experiences that led up to it. See, like, we have this fantasy in our head that, let, I'll give you an example. Of, I'll, I'll just be vulnerable and give you guys an, a fantasy that I have in my head that I have to kick out somewhat, a little bit, is like, I love studying like software entrepreneurs. Like I love studying the, the guys who were in a dorm room that built like a, like a software business and, you know, basically uh, created like a movement, like how Facebook was made, for example, it was made in the dorm room and it turned into, you know, one of the top market cap companies in the world. It's just fascinating to me. So I read books on it. I'm looking right now, I have the book Blitzscaling. I've read um, the book Masters of Scale. Um, competing in the age of AI, right? And a couple other books that I've just recently, just recently read. And, but I have no life experiences that make me a software founder. I, I'm not, I have no life experience at all in developing software products. So it's kind of like a fantasy because I had zero reference experiences towards it. What I have a ton of reference experiences towards is digital marketing, right? Coaching and, you know, uh, serving small businesses within that ecosystem, right? And, and also number one of the list is sales. I know how to sell. So my circle of competency Okay, and I'll, you'll expl I'll explain what's called the blue flame concept in just a second. My circle of competency is I know sales, I know marketing, and I know coaching. And literally, that is what my entire business is built around. It's called your blue flame. So you take the things that you understand and are competent at, 
And then you match that up with the things that give you energy. Not steal energy from you. So the things you're good at and the things that give you energy and the, your blue flame is the intersection of the things that you're good at and the things that the good things you're good at, the things you understand, right? The intersection of those three items, things you're good at, things you understand, right? And then the things that give you energy. Like for me, for example, like right now, coaching gives me energy. I feel higher energy now, 21 minutes into this. I mean, Glenn, if you're in front of your phone, you probably can relate to me on this, right? You feel the same way when you start speaking to people, does it, does it bring energy to you or does it make you feel like, Oh no, I got to speak to people again. Let's go. <laughs> right. That's, that's part of his blue flame. Right? Every chance I get brother, let's so, go, let's go, let's go, let's go. I'm ready. I'm yeah. ready. Let's talk. Let's chat. Let's talk. Let's do it. Let's get, yeah. bring me a stage, baby. Bring me a stage. Bring me an audience. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. So I'm just bringing this up for us because oftentimes, you know, I, I know personally, I, I go through this all the time is I convince myself that I can get into a new thing or a new line of business or a new this or a new that, but I'd be a lot better off going all in on the things I'm competent at, the things I understand and the things that give me energy. Now that this is the big, big epiphany here for everyone. The big epiphany here is that the way you get the money is by doing your blue flame and then turning up the intensity of the blue flame, like turning it up all the way, right? Going all in on your blue flame reading books on your blue flame, right? I would rather you read books on things you already understand than read books on topics that are complete, just derailing for you. Why is that? Well, Bill, I already understand the concepts in this book. Those are exactly the books you should read because you're gonna learn nuances and you're going to reinforce the beliefs, the habits, the practices that you have behind that. So if you are excellent at That is at so sales, good right there. That is so good right there. You guys don't miss that. That was good right there. <laughs> right? So if you're great at sales, read more books on sales. If you're already great at selling from stage or public speaking, read more books on that. When you become excellent, excellent at something money will get thrown at you then you'll go okay all the stuff i don't understand i'll just pay someone to do that but if we if we start playing the game of oh i gotta get this weakness shored up i gotta shore up this weakness i gotta learn this i gotta read a book on this thing i'm completely terrible at a it's gonna hurt your confidence right and B, you're never going to get excellent at those activities. It's going to hurt your confidence because you're going to try to improve on it. 
And chances are you're not. Like, newsflash, if you have 10-plus years of experience doing things one way, the chances... Now, I am a personal development machine, and I will still say this. The chances of you changing something that you've been doing for 10 years straight, less than 1%. It's so slim that you're going to go and change 10 years of habits, just like snapping a finger. Now, is it possible for the Breakfast of Champions crew? Yeah, it is. For motivated people that really are inspired when to change their life, that you are that 1%. You can do it. But you also sometimes have to embrace the fact that, man, I'm just not going to improve on X. And just own it like a boss. Someone unmute and say, like a boss, Bill. Like a boss, Bill. Bill. Like a boss, like a boss, Bill. Like a boss, Bill. Like a boss. I I am not going to improve on this for the time being. Just just say it. See, here's the thing about telling yourself the truth. Okay. Yes, doing the things that are your blue flame, the, the intersection of your competencies that you understand and the things that give you energy. Okay, great. Like that gives you energy when you focus on your blue flame. But there's one other thing that gives you energy in life, aside from a lot of other stuff, like fulfilling relationships, right, et cetera. There's, there's one other thing that definitely always gives you energy. And that's this, telling the truth to yourself. It is like the best flood of positivity. Even if when you tell the truth to yourself, it's not the best thing ever. Like, for example, if you haven't been working out to your standards, right? If you haven't been going to the gym when you say you're going to go to the gym or meeting, you know, eating the foods that you want to be eating to reach your, your health goals, the best thing you could ever say is literally, I am not working out to my standards. Think about that. How simple is that? Literally just stating the current reality gives your body the tools it needs to solve that. That is so special. That we can literally, just by labeling our current reality, boom, the awareness has now been cultivated. We're now aware that this is a reality. It's not a problem. It's just a reality. Listen, for us to be alive right now, dude, there are no problems. Like, do you realize the chances of us, A, being alive, be having a toilet. I know this sounds funny. Four billion people on planet Earth. Four billion people on planet Earth for years didn't even have a functioning toilet until about a decade ago. And still billions with an S of people don't have functioning toilets. 
Just let that sink in for a second. There are no problems. If you if you are on Clubhouse right now, you don't have problems. You yeah yeah okay okay I I get it. New problems are the answer to success. Okay yes I'm saying this for effect. I'm saying it from the perspective of you don't have problems. You have realities. Do you see the shift there? You don't have problems. You just have realities. Yeah, I'm not going to the gym. That's a reality. It's not a problem. It's a reality. Solve it. Right? I'm not eating what I should eat. Okay, that's a reality. Now let's tie this back to the blue flame concept. Right? The reality is, for some weird, crazy reason, I'll use myself as a guinea pig on this example, the reality is, my first job was selling digital marketing. That's just the real. I don't. I, I. I could have sold software. I could have sold whatever. It just so happened my first job was selling digital marketing to small businesses. I didn't question it. I didn't go. Well, I disagree with the fact that my first life experience in business was selling digital marketing. I am going to philosophically change my experiences and go a hundred. No, I just said, okay, a business I'll start will be, uh, will be digital marketing. I'll just, I'll just sell digital marketing. So I used the momentum from that sales job, right? In the first phase of the business, right? And then I was investing an arm and a leg in coaching. So that was the next logical extension of, okay, we're doing digital marketing. It's working really well. Let's add in coaching. I, I understood it. I was spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on coaching. I was like, okay, I know how to build a coaching program. I, heck, I, I'm in like 15 of them. Right? So it was easy to innovate around a coaching program because it was within my blue flame. Right? I already had experience public speaking. So, okay, it's easy to start doing public speaking on webinars instead of just doing it other ways, right? So that was an extension of my sales skills, okay? I'll just do, I'll do the same thing I say on a one-to-one -one sales call, and I'll do that on a webinar in, in front of hundreds of people, okay? That wasn't, that wasn't sweat. That wasn't like, oh my God, this is so hard. Anytime it feels like that, just know you are probably violating the law of momentum. An object that is in motion tends to stay in motion, right? Like Glenn always says. So just Amen. stay in motion. What were we going to say, Glenn? Amen. Right? So just stay in motion. Stop, stop violating like one of the laws of the, of the universe. You're not going to change the law of momentum. Just use it. Like if everyone, I know some of you are multitasking, but if anyone's like with me right now, just stand up for a second. Okay. I want you to try this out with me real quick. This is literally your life in this example. Just stand up. Okay. I want you to go into an area where you can take maybe like five steps, six steps. Okay. And if you're standing up right now, I want you to, and if you're not, picture this, okay? I'm standing up. I'm going to do it myself right now, okay? I want you to stand up, 
I want you to take five steps, okay? And don't make any turns, just go straight for five steps. Okay, now ready? Let's go in three, two, one. Okay, one, two, three, four, five, stop. Okay. Was that hard? Yes or no? No. 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 Nope. Right? Momentum was simple, right? It was just, okay, started going this motion. And stop. Now, I want you to try a different method. I want you to take two steps forward, make a sharp 180 degree turn, two steps back, make a sharp 180 degree turn, okay? And then two steps forward again, okay? Now just notice how much more you have to use your brain, your muscles, ready? Just try this out right now. Two steps forward, two steps back, two steps forward, okay? Okay, I just did it. Now notice, a, it you used a lot more effort. Now you may not have felt it, but you probably used twice the calories in that short snippet of time. You probably used twice the calories because you had to shift your body weight, which shifted momentum. But here's the worst part. Did you end up further or closer to where you were in the first example when you just walked straight? Did you, you end up Further ahead? No. Closer. No. No. Right. In in the second example, you ended up you ended up closer to where you started. Does everyone catch that? Yes. Yep. Right. So in that second example, you ended up closer to where you started, meaning you made less progress. You didn't go as far. Right. So what I want to challenge everyone, like in whatever, whatever it is that you're experiencing right now in your life, walk forward, stop the 180 degree turn, stop the complete, even stop it in your mind and always ask yourself this question. This is the question of momentum. What's Next, what's next? That is the question of momentum. The question of momentum is, okay, great. We took a step forward, what's next? Okay, we took a step forward, what's next? Okay, we took a step forward, what's next? What's next, what's next? See, when, you're, when it's a what's next mentality, you're using your momentum, you're using your past experiences as fuel. Okay, the opposite mentality, okay, is that course correction mentality where it's like, okay, started going this way, uh, but I'm, I'm not really fully sure if I should have taken that step forward. Uh, maybe I should analyze whether that was the right step. Maybe I should read five books on uh, a different step I should take. Maybe I should reconsider my career. Maybe I should reconsider this. Maybe I should go into this business. Maybe I need to, I really got to try this out. And you, you end up not taking any steps at all. How many of you are guilty of this? I, I'm guilty of it. Unmute and say yes. Remember, the truth sets you yes. free. Yep. Yes, yes. I'm guilty of this all the time. And it's so funny. Like, I read a lot of books. Anytime I read a book that is a completely out of left field from where I'm going, 
I feel, I feel like heavy. I feel like, ugh, like now I got to deal with all this conflicting information. There's a time in your life for that. You know, what's funny is all these, all these billionaire, you know, uh, billionaire, like successful business people, they all talk about the importance of being a Renaissance man or Renaissance woman, right? Where you, they, you, you reach a certain pinnacle of success and then you start learning about every major discipline and, every, and you read books on all these different things. You get all these varied interests, but what often gets missed is the maniacal obsessive period that got them the freedom to become the Renaissance man or woman that they want to be. Okay. There were no reading books on philosophy, right? When Zuckerberg was up until 3 AM every single night, literally there's, there's photos. Okay. Of Zuckerberg, when he was coding Facebook, he would fall asleep on in his, in front of his computer. And he would pick his head up. He'd fall asleep at 3 a.m. on average. He'd pick his head up and he'd start coding again. And the same thing happened with Bill Gates. There's this, there's this documentary on Netflix. Highly recommend everyone watches it. It's called Inside Bill's Brain. And it's basically, it's like a three-part documentary on Bill Gates. There's literally uh, an image in there of him falling asleep in front of his computer at 3 a.m., lifting his head up. Right. And there's, <laughs> there's, <laughs> he gets interviewed during this one part of it. And he's like, we didn't even have time to eat when we were coding Microsoft. And what he would do was he would have this, uh, you know, like the stuff, um, it's like a powder. There's, has anyone here ever heard of liquid IV or like one of those like electrolyte powders that you put in the water? Okay. So like, you, you know, it's like a pat, you get a water thing, then you like put the, the electrolyte powder in, you mix it around. Right. He literally had this, like, this like sugary stuff that was, that was supposed to be put into a drink. I think it had like electrolytes in it. He literally didn't even have time to get the water. And he would just, he would just put on his left hand on his fingers, the powder, and he would lick off the powder. And that's how he would eat for days at a time. He would just lick off the powder off of his hands without it putting it into a water bottle. Okay, there is no reading books on philosophy or making course corrections or going making 180 degree shifts when people are reaching that level of success. So again, it brings us back to focus, 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 focus focus, focus, focus. Use your past experiences. Trust the fact. This is, this is one of the keys. Just trust the fact that God put you in all the situations that you've ever been in in your life up to this moment. Just trust. Just trust for one moment. Trust the fact that there is a reason that five years ago you had X experience and two years ago you had Y experience and 10 years ago you got into this line of business and you got into this, right? Just trust that there's something there, something happened that put you there. And when you have that trust, you're able to shield out 
You're able to push away distractions. You're able to push away. No, 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 no. I'm not going into a different thing. I'm not gonna da, 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 da. I'm gonna use my past experiences as rocket fuel. Nothing's gonna stop me with the momentum that I have. Like if there is one thing, when I, again, I keep uh, bringing up the Emmett Smith interview I did a few weeks ago, but I interviewed him on how it, the topic was how unstoppable momentum works. And the reason I interviewed him on this is because I'm fascinated by the topic of momentum. I think there needs to be more books written on momentum because I literally am convinced that momentum is the number one asset to catapulting your life, your business, your finances, your family, everything. But, but we don't understand how momentum works. And it's because we don't trust it in our own lives. I had a mentor, one of my earliest mentors, his name is Jack Barry. And he was making, uh, you know, he was making like a million dollars a year take home income. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so amazing. I can't believe this is real. And I would go on walks with him every Saturday. Um, this is before I had like any clients and I told him I wanted to get in the business this years ago. And he goes, um, he goes that one of the most important things to understand is that your gifts, your gifts in life are often going to be at conflict with your entrepreneurial tendencies. I'll explain that. Your gifts will be at conflict with your entrepreneurial tendencies. I was like, what does that even mean? This is making any sense. What he meant was that oftentimes when you get into business, especially people who are creative and imaginative, as soon as you find out what your gift is, the entrepreneurial tendency is, eh, I got bored. Uh, let's go try something else. Your gifts are at conflict with your entrepreneurial tendencies. Eh, I got bored with X. So uh, yeah, that worked, but uh, I'd rather not double down on it because it's boring. So when your gifts become embraced, embraced by your entrepreneurial tendencies, you're unstoppable. Oh, wow, that, that thing I did worked. How do I double down on that? How do I never neglect that? That works so well, right? So the entrepreneurial tendency is to stop doing the things that work because you got bored or because it wasn't interesting enough or you didn't have a team behind it or you didn't, right? So when your gifts become actually one with your entrepreneurial tendencies, you're unstoppable, right? So let's, let's, let's tie this together with how do you actually pull this off? 
How do you actually pull all of this together, everything we're talking about right now, and execute at light speed, right? First step is you have to, like, this is like the step-by-step stuff. The first step is you have to control your information sources. This is vital, 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 vital. Garbage in, garbage out. Distractions in, distractions out. So the number one thing always comes down to change your information sources. What books have you been reading? What podcasts have you been listening to? What distractions have you been absorbing throughout the day, the week, the month, the quarter, the weekends, the nights, the mornings? Adjust your information sources and just become aware the next time you listen to that podcast on something that has nothing to do with your gifts, nothing to do with that blue flame. What's the cost of that? Oh, it just feels good, but I'm just in a habit of listening to this podcast every day. Okay. All right. Maybe you should question that. Imagine if every single day you replaced the podcast you listened to with things that actually leveled up your life, like in the here and now. Imagine the time accumulated if you change that habit every single day. So change your information sources, right? The next one is to change your mentors. This is the toughest one. Because it's uncomfortable. I mean, it's easier to read a book. It's easier to listen to a podcast because you can be way behind the person on the podcast that you're listening to way behind them, but it doesn't feel uncomfortable because you're not there with them. You don't feel for lack of better words, dumber than them because there's no, there's no actual interaction. If I could put a value on the importance of feeling dumb with a very credible person, I, I honestly do not think I would be able to quantify that. Like I always go back to the first call that I had with Jason Fladlin on how to hold webinars. Like I was so, so not, I, I, I didn't know one thing he talked about for the first 20 minutes of the call I had with him. I was just like, what? I don't know anything about webinars. This is insane. But I walked away with one thing way more important than what I knew or didn't know. (laughs) And that was the belief infection. He infected me with the belief that doing a million dollars in a webinar is child's play. I remember he wrote it out for me. He was like, yeah, man, if you have a high ticket offer like this, you get this many people on and you learn how to close by using this three step framework I use, you'll make a million bucks. He was right. I now do this every single event to multiples of that. He was right. The most important thing that ever happened was I got infected by his bigger belief system. 
but I had to feel dumb for months. And the payment of that was I improved faster. Protect your ego, improve slowly. Open up your ego, improve rapidly. Letting that one sink in. Okay. The third step is eliminate daily distractions. Okay, so we changed our information sources, we changed our mentors, now we have to change daily distractions. We have to eliminate daily distractions. You cannot master your blue flame if you're getting distracted throughout the day. You just can't. So, my strong urge for everyone is that you use your phone. You use the internet. The internet works for you. Okay? So, what does that mean? Well, stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Right? What are your personal rules around using your phone, using the internet, using social media? I'm not talking about rules you read about in a book. You know them in your gut, by the way. I could list them out, but I'm not going to. You know what you need to do on your phone. You know where you get distracted. You already know this. You're an expert at it. <laughs> what do you need to change? The less clear you are on your daily agenda, the more susceptible you are to distractions. It's very simple. So how there's, there's a couple ways you fight against daily distractions, which is point number three, right? The first way is you have a weekly and a daily plan every week, every day, right? So if you enter your day, okay, I want you to imagine this. Say you were an entrepreneur and you have, and you are a solo entrepreneur and you have eight $1 million phone calls in a row in an eight hour day. Meaning from nine to 10, you have call one, 10 to 11, you have call two, 11 to 12, you have call three. You literally have eight $1 million potential phone calls in a row booked, pre-booked with agendas already set throughout your entire eight hour day. Would you even have the time to check social media or do distracted stuff throughout the day? Yes or no, everyone on mute, let me know. Would you have the time? No, no, no. no. Not at all. Heck no. Right? No, dude, I, I'm, I have no time to be distracted throughout the day. Right? Like, so how do you get there? How do you get to the place where, dude, I'm packed with priorities throughout the day. I, you're, and then your subconscious mind picks up, oh, this is no value. I don't need to check social. I don't need to check X. I don't need to check Y. See, 
willpower doesn't work. There's books written on this. Dr. Benjamin Hardy wrote a very good book. I think he's going to be in uh, my new mastermind next week with Gino Wickman, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. Um, it'll be next Monday. So I'll have some big takeaways after that mastermind. And then I'm going to the war room for the next two days after that in San Diego. So I'll have three days of like high level masterminds, which would be cool. Um, but uh, he wrote a book, Willpower Doesn't Work. It's true. Willpower does work to a point, but it's just not sustainable. So instead of using willpower to eliminate distractions throughout your day and your week, right? How can you create an environment where distractions aren't allowed? That's the highest value habit in habit design. It's not how do I redesign my habits? It's no, how do I create the environment that makes it effortless for me to follow through with all-star habits? So we have to remove the environmental distractions and stimuli that cause us to allow distractions throughout our day. And the more proactive you are, this is the first chapter in the seven habits of highly effective people, right? For a reason, the proactivity habit, right? Be proactive. This is such an important principle. This is everything. How can you and I always say this, like what separates the Olympic gold medalist from the people who get second, third, fourth, fifth, seventh, you know, every place but first place every year. It's very simple. It's two things. It's work ethic and visualization. Like they've done studies on this. What makes Michael Phelps win every gold medal and then everyone else doesn't? It's work ethic and visualization visualization crushes work work ethic in the studies that they did practice does not make perfect perfect practice makes perfect again they've done studies on this they had people visualize uh doing a specific task um for shooting basketball it was shooting basketball and the people who visualize shooting the basketball perfect practice makes perfect they crushed the people who just blindly practice with a real basketball with no intention on success rate or concentration, right? So think about that. How powerful is visualization? Well, when we look at visualization, oftentimes we get it wrong. We think of it from a big life perspective. Like I need to visualize my dreams and like law of attraction and that stuff works. But we often don't use visualization in our day. I know it's crazy. So visualize your day. Close your eyes. This is how you do it. You want to eliminate the distractions, the daily distractions. Close your eyes every day for this week before you start your day. Just close your eyes for 10, five, five, 10 minutes. Close your eyes and ask yourself one question. What would success look like today? And then take it by whatever you have, whatever you, and here's, notice how I phrase this in a very disarming tone. Notice, what are these obligations I have in my calendar? Hmm, why, why do I have these in here? What does success look like here? 
do I have to do this meeting? Do I really have to do this meeting? Okay, aside from that, is this meeting even needed at all in the first place? Hmm. Do I need to do it? And is it even needed? If yes and yes, okay, great. What does success look like? Right? That's on a per task level, a per task level visualization, right? Separate from that is your whole day. How are you going to DJ your day? You're the DJ of your day. Pick up, pick up. Right? How are you going to DJ your day? So think, close your eyes after you kind of visualize a little bit about some of the big items you have in your day. Ask yourself, okay, how am I going to hop into that item? What am I going to do first? How am I going to bounce from this to that? What am I going to do in between this? How am I going to reach out to here? Right? How am I going to, you know, get lunch in here? Da, da, da. That little exercise, that little exercise gives your brain a framework through which to measure success for your day. Because you've already thought, what does success look like? And Oprah Winfrey opened up about this, that she has this, this question that she asked before every meeting. And she's a billionaire, by the way. Okay. She says, before the meeting, she says, what is the intention of this meeting? And before anything is discussed, everyone in the meeting has to reply and say, well, my intention was, my intention was, my intention was, my intention was. So at our company, we took this a step further. We have a meeting agenda tool, which um, you, you guys can uh, can get our tools with the link up above. The SMB Team Tools Bundle is basically the most powerful uh, tools that I've created um, for personal development and business, just general that stuff that we use in our company. But one of those tools is the meeting agenda form. So every meeting that we have at our company must have a purpose, outcome, and agenda, right? That's what we use in a company, but what if you use that on your life for every hour of your day? Imagine how much more intentional you'd be and how much more you'd get done, right? Intentionality, intentionality intentionality, intentionality, intentionality. Okay. So that's all I got guys. The most important takeaway from today is trust your blue flame, trust the intersection of doing what you're experienced at. Um, and also what brings you energy, right? The things that bring you energy, stop, stop trying to make 180 degree course corrections double down on it and remember focus equals wealth focus 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 that's all i got guys stay great make this the best week in the history of weeks in your life and uh that's all. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.